in the kitchen. Whoa. Okay. Dead air. Live air. Live air. Live air. All right. I didn't get to explain the format of the show before I ran to the bathroom. I'm glad I came really early. Yeah, you, you've been here for a long time. Listen, I haven't figured out a better practice. I tell people that I tell people half an hour before they need to be here because I anticipate most comedians will be late and usually it bites me in the ass because they show up early. Can I have a I don't have you or me in my headphones, Ralph. Maybe I don't have it there. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. But yeah, yeah. Getting better all the time. Got to admit. I can hear you both. Um, I'm in and out of me. In and out on you? Yeah, I think so. Oh no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm good. All right. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm I'm reading the I'm I, I also I'm not check, check, check. I don't check, know. check. Funny. It's funny, it's funky. I don't know. Okay. This is uh hey, this is no <laughs> hey. suggestion. I'm Ralph Jean Pierre, co host Aston Hollins hey. is here. All right. And we got I don't know how to say your last name. Lauren. Uh, <laughs> that's how people know me. They're like Lauren. I don't know. Last name. Mm-hmm. Lo Judice. What? Lo, whoa. Lo, what? Lo Judice. Yes. That is it. fancy. Lo Judice. Yeah. What? Where is that from? Where that's Italian. That? That's, that's Italian. Italian. Is that why you do your shows down there in Little Italy? Well, roundabout. Mm. Because, okay, the story behind that is because. When you hear your family. Okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, uh, I. Wrote, I never really fit in with the Italian-American community and family, which I brought up. So I always had like an objective view on their hijinks and call them out on their shit. And so I wrote an article about said calling out of them. And the owner read it and was like, I'm a fan. Oh, wow. Down. And then we sat, had lunch and she was like, I have a back room. I don't know. Just do stuff. Just That's do things. cool. What? That's yeah. awesome. So, uh, tell us, tell us about your show and and where is your yeah. show? So it's a, the it's in Lunella Restaurant uh, in Little Italy. Uh, we call it the Capiche Club Misfit Comedy Space. So it's a very positive vibe, supportive comedy room. I book comedians who are funny but also nice. That's good. It's important. Yeah, some of them didn't yeah. even realize they were nice before getting booked. So, yeah, learn that skill mm-hmm. Oh, pull the mic a little bit closer. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if that's why. Okay. Can I have against just a little more in, in my in my ears? Okay. Yeah. okay. Thank you so much. Here we go. Um, keep keep it coming. Yeah, solid. That's a lot better. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. Reesh. Okay, so yeah. Lauren Lujudice. Okay, so here's the basic format of the show. So we're gonna okay. talk about anything we wanna ah, we're gonna talk about anything we wanna talk about, including uh uh, uh uh Nothing is off limits. Nothing is off yeah. limits. Anything. And then at any point anybody can start an improv scene. Just start one. Okay. You know, okay. it could be based on something we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And okay. then at any point in that scene, will last 30 seconds or three minutes or even longer. And then at any point, anybody can call a scene when you feel like the scene is done. And then the scene will end. And then we just go back to talking about whatever it is we want to talk okay. about. 
So we're just having fever dreams. Yes. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll have four fever dreams this hour. If if we have if we have more than four fever dreams, lo judice. That's perfect. That's wonderful. If we have less than four, lo judice. Okay. 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 There it is. You can tell by the emphasis. The emphasis, yeah. Um, so that yeah, that's that's it. That's the whole that's the whole shebang. Well, okay, how long you been doing shows down there at Lunella? Yeah, it's been about a year. Okay, so it's pretty okay, year and a half. Lunetta? Lunella. Lunella. Shout out to Lunella. Shout out Lunella. About a year and a half. And it's cool, it's growing. I don't want to jinx it. Like maybe we'll no, have no. no one tomorrow. No, no, no. That's not it it's not that's not true. Yeah. Okay. That's I guess not that's how not it works. Yeah, yeah it's not, not true. How many talk about the thing and you know Well, we're selling out. I guess that's a thing. Yeah, Ooh. that's great. We're no longer in the back room. We're in like the main space. Hey. And people are coming from all over. Like it's it's random New Yorkers. I don't know most of the audience. Wow. They come in. It's really fun. It's a really like good vibes group. And the format every after every show, we all talk about like what could we have done to make this better? So we get better a little every time. It really does add wow, up. Wow, yeah, for sure. And do you have a team that, uh, like a producer with you or? I say we, it's my door person who's my cousin. <laughs> so, shout out to your cousin. She's the best. Shout out to your she's cousin. What's your cousin's name? Cora. Cora shout out to you. Oh, Cora, she's actually Cora. on the Spencer side because I realized my parents used a sperm donor to make me. And so I have this whole other family from Ancestry.com. And um, they, oh. awesome. that's cool. It's pretty fun. Whoa, it's pretty fun because my Italian family, ironically, doesn't come to these shows. So okay. there you go. Because the city, you know, they're all gay there. Thank God. That's anyway. That's- wow. Okay. So are you from New York? I'm from. I'm deep Queens. I'm deep Queens. I'm deep Queens. Deep Queens. Shout out to Queens. Are you guys from? Where are you from? I'm. I, I've lived in some deep Queens. Ralph I lived in too is a Rosedale. native I'm New Yorker. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, where in Brooklyn are you from? Uh, East New York. Oh, you're my neighbor. I'm from Howard Beach. Howard. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neighbors. So it's, it's an infamous place. It's kind of fucked up place, but it's a very fucked this up This is not a, this is a deep Queens out here. Deep Queens. Out here in deep Queens, okay? I don't know if you understand what life is like out here in deep Queens. Sitting on uh, my lawn chair. Oh, my vintage lawn chair. Oh, enjoy it. I'm gonna smoke you up a sausage in Deep Queens. Deep Queens wow. out here. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't. They didn't have sausage like on a lawn chair in Deep Queens when I was in Michigan. Yeah, oh, you're man. from Michigan. Michigan. Well, well you you came to Queens later, you know. But we were born. We were born in Queens. Deep in Queens. I have been on the sidewalk. In my same lawn chair for, I don't know, 40 years? I walked for 40 years to try to find the end of Queens. Where did I get? Uh, Rego Park. I made it to Rego Park. I walked for 40 years. Deep Queens. Deep Queens. In Michigan. Hey, well, don't you ever want to go to Manhattan? Oh. Oh. Uh, 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 who needs it? Who wants it? Yeah. Ah, can you get a seven foot? Hero in Manhattan? No. Can you eat a sausage on your lawn chair taking up space in the sidewalk in Manhattan? You have an uncle who's wearing a cat as a toupee in Manhattan? No. No. 
What Michigan? What, it does, what are we missing yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. What's well, so wait, great about what's Michigan? So great about Michigan. Well, Michigan. Well, that's why. But I came. Michigan isn't great. I came to New York because oh, I wanted to be craven. near the museums. What they have for you out there? The Queens Michigan. Museum. Oh, the, 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 the best museum. museum. Oh, I've never been to that one. I'm talking about the ones in Manhattan. Oh, oh, oh man, you don't need to go to the museums in Manhattan the because museum. the Queens. Museum is so great. Let me tell you. Jerry Seinfeld. No, no, he's from Brooklyn. Don't go there either. Go to the Queens. He's from Long Island. There you go. Long Island is like part of Queens. That's the deepest deep Queens. Yes. But uh, no, in the Queens Museum, you don't even have to go to Manhattan because they have a scale model of the whole New York City in the Queens Museum. In Queens Museum, non-stop feed of the nanny. Yes. The sitcom, the nanny. 24 hours a day. 24 hours. The nanny. The nanny. Wait, but, uh, okay, uh, uh, I think we're giving Frederick here. We uh, got lakes up there. Such a hard time, you know. So why did you leave? Why did you leave Michigan? What exactly tell us. Tell us. Well, I wanted to be near, you know, the artistic. Ah, the art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, of New York Yeah, City. we got a lot of art here. What kind of art you do? Tell us about the art. Yeah, you yeah. Do. I'm I'm a painter. Yeah, you oh, seem like a painting. nervous painter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else do you I, paint? I, I, I like to paint, I like, you know, naturescape. So I, I'm in Central Park a lot. Oh, uh, that's in Manhattan. Oh, that's in yeah, Manhattan. Central Park. Come to Rigo Park. But yeah, keep going. What else do you got there? What okay. else do you like out there? Uh, well, in Manhattan? Manhattan. I catch all my dinners right by the airport, I, right by LaGuardia Airport. I set up my um, my fishing rod and I bring this chair and I just sit in it until the fish come to me. You know, every week I just get out there on the next to the parkway and i just have a brioche oh delicious we have delicious brioche and queens delicious but why did why why would you i mean so you wanted to come to new york because of the arts i want i want and your paintings uh, my paintings and and then i thought i can put it in a you know in a gallery oh this is a painting of us you've been painting us all this time let us see yeah 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 let us see does it look like me is it a good likeness it's a sketch of, of See, that's um LaGuardia. That's a plane. That's LaGuardia Airport. Um, okay, 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 okay. This is the most gorgeous, beautiful, sparkling oh, painting I have ever seen. Well, I mean, in that, my entire life. Is that a painting? Is that a painting of of LaGuardia Airport? Or is that Van Gogh's Starry Night? Ah. Which they have at the Met. Oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically how it goes. We just jump in the scenes and we'll chat. Yeah. Um, I, uh, what luck that you, what did you, so you called, you called out this place and they were like, hey, come on down. We want to talk to you. Was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, they, they wanted you to yeah, come to their they restaurant. Emailed me, she emailed me and she was like, can you come chat with us? Was chat it, with me. Was it about this place which you had written or was it just about the neighborhood? It's itself? about Italian-American identity in the community. Right. Something something resonated. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. It did. It was like around uh, Columbus and our obsession with Columbus and our uh, fading identity and relevance. Mm. And our, it's a, an inability to change and grow as a community. Wow. It's leading to our obsolescence. Wow. Talk, talk about the, because, okay, okay, wait. 
I'm very interested in this because I uh, there is a lot of that that's happening in America now where there's certain um, pockets of culture that they want to hold on to how they were and refuse to sound for me is also wonky. Mm-hmm. They, but I know we're capturing sound. Um, they want to refuse because I feel like hip hop is a lot like this. Hip hop, mm. the hip hop culture is very much like we're stuck on traditional stuff. Mm. We'd like to talk about the five elements of hip hop, which is break dancing, DJing, yep. MCing. Um, what is the other one? Beatboxing, graffiti, graffiti. Yeah. yeah, some other shit. Uh, but really, when people talk about that, basically they don't acknowledge it unless it looked like it did in 1973, which yeah. is the birth of hip hop. But like all those things have evolved and grown and changed. Yeah. But nobody acknowledges those things. Yeah. It's like if it doesn't look like the traditional, then it's not. Yeah, valid. yeah. It's like um, you know, people who don't want who who want the English language, you know, to stay in like a set with mm-hmm. with set rules, and they don't want to incorporate you know things that people are actually using in in conversation yeah. now. Yeah. But even but that's the language is evolving, and, and whether you like it or not, you know there there should be. There's room to grow, you guys. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. There's room, there to, room grow. to grow. There is room to grow. Yeah. And the Ita- well, the Italian Americans, my dad actually talked about this, that when The Godfather came out, mm. he's like, everyone on 18th Avenue is just with the coffee now. They have to sit outside with the espresso. No one ever fucking did that. Yeah, we bashed the heads in. But that's not <laughs> a, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, because shit like that happened. My yeah, dad said, yeah. like, some of those stories were very analogous Ooh. to stuff that, like, has happened. And he knows. So it's like those were those cultural touch points. And finally, we were like getting attention as this like identity. Mm. And that was the end of our growth because people mm. are still like, that's our only touch point. We've fa- and we've failed to inspire the youth. They don't give a fuck. Like and most of us just moved to the suburbs and just sort of blended in. Mm. The language is gone and we're pissed off. And so the community is quite racist. So anti-immigrant. So like, well, my wow. my mother tells me. So this is crazy. We're applying for my Italian passport, right? Wow. Maybe after this, I'll well, my application will be rejected. Yeah. But they um, you know, we're going. There's all these discrepancies in documents. Like my grandmother like put her wrong birthday down. Like wow. it's in like different just forms, an, different an birthdays, mistake, different know. names <laughs> changed. Just they, they you know, and she's dealing with this shit. And yet, she goes to me. Oh, the refugees, though. You know, it's not like our people. We came. We were vetted. I was like, vetted what? There is always. What is she just made. She just made stuff up. There's always that. It's the same thing with older people. Always like kids these days, and they're like, "How are you when you were a kid?" I was respectful. I listened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never talked, spoke out of line. Yeah. It's always this revisionist. Yeah, this, cultural amnesia. Yeah. It's totally. And also, they're like, "Oh, you know, whatever." You know, being loyal to America. I was like, "Yeah, how many?" My grandfather came home from the Navy, from fighting in World War II, and sat down with his dad, who was like, yeah, but I still love Mussolini. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> in Manhattan. Yeah. That was what happened. In, in Manhattan was like, still like, yeah, but I'm a fan of Mussolini. I mean, there's a lot of people, yeah. Italians with Mussolini paintings. We, I think, I mean, I don't think that's unique to Italians. I think that's, I, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's happening now. I don't, I, I, 
at the risk of getting political, but I don't want to get political, but like it's happening even now with uh, with Trump. There's tons of people who love Yeah, Trump. They, they want to make America great again. I mean, it's not even the people you think that like But Trump. it's like their vision of America that actually doesn't really exist and never existed. But it's like they have no, there's no room to grow. But you know? that's like one sect of people who are like white, racist, xenophobic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those, but there's a whole group of those people that also just live in the projects down the street here who also love Trump because he's just in their minds gangster and does what he wants. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole. You know what I mean? So. What a time to be alive. It's a time to be alive. But I do think that to to me, what it sounds like, you know, in the Mm, there's room to grow mindsets. You know, that's what you you are doing for the community down there with your show. You know, yeah. as you're you're doing something to. Yeah, we try, and we did we did a show called "Not Your Uncle Tony," a comedy by misfit Italian Americans, and we had basically like a, a space for like progressive Italian Americans to come together and talk about their crazy families. Because the thing is, we feel really lo- alone. We're like yeah. the black sheep, you know, like oh the liberal. You know, and so mm. we we were able to like just kind of have a space to be, and it was re- actually one of the best shows because everyone was so supportive and like there for each other. Because we're like, we know. I bet those are fun stories too. Like, I'm I'm sure they have a lot to say. You know. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's experience is different, yeah, yeah. and you know, like it's it's there's so yeah, there's so much commonality, and it just it's just you know we're moving on. And the other thing, it's kind of like sad. I feel like some people are still riding i'll say it some people are riding comedians are riding the last gasp of the italian american train just trying to hit all the retirement communities wow before they die tell us the last cent the last because this like niche of italian american comedy is all old people Mm -hmm. i see certain people are like look i'm sold out i'm like okay Everyone there has white hair. Nothing against that. Like, rock it. You do it. But let's be honest about where Italian-American comedy is. It's dying. Mm. And it's going to die. In the next 10 years, it'll be totally Who irrelevant. are the, the, the bad... The only person I can think of is Sebastian Maniscalco. But he's... So he doesn't even... A lot of times, I love him. Yeah. He doesn't mention he's Italian. Ooh. You just... Oh. I, I was watching one of his sets recently, and I was like, damn, he never mentioned what... But the way he speaks... So he speaks to like that's why I think he can cross over. He's so mass because he's really just talking about like the sentiment. Of, I like, can relate to that because I never mention that I'm black. I never bring, <laughs> I never bring it up. I mean, I get that. I feel like that is there is something about that of like it's the same thing with like clowns and not wearing the nose. There's a yeah. whole thing with clowns of like wear the nose or don't wear it. We it's very passe if you wear the nose now. It's like uh, people don't like it. People wow. don't dig it. Other clowns don't dig it. Yeah. So there, that, that I think what you're saying is very. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Who yeah. are the other? The other. I don't want to name names. Okay. I guess I don't. You don't really have don't to. Name. This is a pressure-free yeah. zone. Right. You don't have to name any names. Right. I'm not, and you you know don't what? have to name anybody. If you don't you listen, if you don't want to give your buddies up, you don't have to. <laughs> you, yeah. um, you know, it's just. <sighs> You don't have to. You could just. You could. We I'll could just say sit this. Here. Yeah. I will. You know. I'm gonna say this too. I guess I don't give a fuck. I was invited to be part of the Italian chicks, uh, Italian like a group, and 
lovely person runs it. We had a great conversation. Is you know, it like a musical group? It's like a, a group of comics okay, for okay, okay. retired comedians. Um, anyway, so they go, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm down for it. It's a gig. It's great. Person running it, lovely. And I sent her my set, which I tailored to Italian-American stuff. I, like, put all of the stuff, plus wrote a few mm. more jokes, really just about everything I can. But it does, every, my stand-up is personal. And she was like, it's not Italian-American enough. Wow. wow. Yeah, and she told me what she thought would be Italian-American enough, and I was like, yeah. Oh, I'm not I'm not accepting any notes right I'm now. I'm not going to be a fucking Italian. Oh, my God. Right. This is so, that's so, uh, the, the thing that this is making me think of, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Have you ever seen, he's my favorite comic alive. My favorite comic is Norm, but he's dead. My favorite comic alive is Con Quinn, and he has this, special called uh new york story and he just basically talks about the sequence of which immigrants came into new york and the story of how that went and basically it's the story of like uh when the newest set of immigrants come in they get shit on and then when the new set of immigrants comes yeah. in after them they shit on that group like they have to dish it back yeah because it didn't feel good yeah, it didn't i mean feel but that's good. not the way to solve problems but, but. also if you're if they're out, then you're in. Yep. You know what I mean? If somebody else is out, then I'm in by default. It's like, yeah, get them. Right. You know That's what why mean? I think Donald is so is so hot for people because it's like he's hating on other people and making people feel like they belong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. That is interesting. Scar- terrifying. Yeah, making them feel like they belong, like through <laughs> through Hate. hatred. Yeah, yeah, yeah terrifying. Yeah, who yeah. gives people like a club? What a time to be alive, it's my friends. Wild time. Uh, I said it, I'll say it again. Club, this club is exclusive. All right. We don't let just anyone in, Andy. What? So you're uh you're What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? I paid. I yeah, paid online. I, I stayed up online. You see me in person, I I'm also let paid me in. online in advance. Guys, uh we got your payment after the deadline, which is at four Oh, what time did you pay? Well, you paid at four oh. Such bullshit! I can't believe four oh eight. But the deadline's four oh six. What can I do? Rules are rules, guys. You guys paid at four oh six. You're discriminating against me because I'm Italian American, right? Now. I oh. Listen, I'm only discriminating against people who pay after the deadline, and both of you paid after the deadline. Okay. I'm sorry. This country club is. Uh, we didn't accept applications. You know, you fancy fucking people with the like. Oh, we're you know we're a country club, but we're not yeah. ex- like we're exclusive, but we're inclusive. Fucking pick yeah, a side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen, I, I'm even wearing a blazer. It's first of all, it's a very large blazer. Hey, it's there's room for three people. In okay, that well, I look good. So I can't see your hands. It's, but it's 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 a it's a whole outfit. It's Wait, a, I recognize you. Yes, yeah. you with a different outfit change. Yes, a wig. Okay, you I, performed at my son's Christmas ball, Christmas I, birthday party. Oh, listen, that was a long time ago. Okay, I right remember now, this part. I'm the proprietor yes. of this. All right, I'm the proprietor of this country, country club. club. Listen, I don't perform anymore. And I don't appreciate the judgment for who I was. Your son is very lovely. Your family is very lovely. 
And you guys are welcome to join this country club, but you have to pay the fee before okay, the cutoff okay, time, which we is Okay, we paid the fee. At 408. Let me tell you something, country club guy. Okay. Let me tell. Let me tell you something. All right. All right? Mm-hmm. If you don't let anybody into your club, you're just going to be in a club by yourself all alone. And 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 what there's a lesson to be learned here. You're looking down at me over the bridge of your glasses, miss. You are just the thing is, you're going to be all alone. That's right. Yeah. The thing is, you're you you're, you're buying your bullshit because yeah. you're just like us. You were just I don't like know. I'm sure I don't know what you're my, talking about. You were at, you were at birthday party. You performed beautifully at I the birthday party. Anymore. I remember. You're I not, remember the the cake was uh, chocolate icing and a vanilla cake, and it said, "Happy birthday, James." You are ten, James. You are ten years old. That's what it said. Yeah, the there were first of all there are a lot of words on that cake, and I just didn't think memorable cake. I uh, you're buying into this country club thing. They yeah. they hire you, yeah. and now you when we do a birthday party, we just it just says James on it. We don't put all those words on there. It's classy. It's simple. It just says James. Maybe just a J. Keep it very. Is that, simple. Is that how you do things in the country club? We keep it simple. When you we, know what? I don't even want to be a part of it anymore. Don't drop your I'm large taking blazer. My bla- I am I am crumpling this blazer right. to the ground. No interest in this. You know, like you, you know, you, you're going to be sorry. Like she said, you're going to be alone. Yeah, go have fun by yourself. You, I don't want to be a part of this thing. Wait a minute. They, hide, they don't even tell me. No, Hold they on, hide I'm going to open the registration back up. You guys can register. I'm going to open it back oh. up for five minutes. I don't want. That's not the point. Yeah, there's a lesson you to be learned. To come with us. We're going to start a revolution against this. We're going to make our own club. Yeah. And Listen, it'll be better. They won't let me perform comedy here. I'm not allowed to perform at any of the Well, if you parties. want to keep performing, is come, no. come over to. Come to our, our club. club. What's your club like? We're gonna make it up, and we'll, we could start in my living room. It's gonna okay. be pretty big. Is yeah, it's a nice. I just we can have like a salon, you know, where the people perform in the living room. They got really nice ceviche in here. Well, go eat your ceviche by yourself then, or yeah, you can come right. party with us. Yeah, ceviche alone is not worth clown shows. Among right, it, isn't that the truth? Proverb. That's proverb. in the Bible. All right, see, <laughs> beautiful. Um, oh, oh, oh. So that that is what I want to talk about. Uh, so your show, you have yeah. several shows running in this one space at Loom Yeah, Lemo? Okay. yeah. Where, yeah which? How many shows are running? Ah, uh, well, it just uh, it's basically like when I schedule. Show, we have about a monthly called uh, Harna, which is a new joke lab. Crazy show! It gets crazier every ha time. Or nah? Yeah. Ha I tighten, or nah? I tighten the loop of the comedians doing their new jokes and getting called on it when it doesn't work. Ooh, yeah, I'm vulnerable. Ex- very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. And actually, we're gonna add because the crowd has been a little bit hesitant to tell them when it, they're confused, so they have these flags to tell them. Wow. So I'm gonna add. Wow. I'm announcing it here. We're gonna add. A senior scientist and flag raising expert to the show, Whoa. and my friend Severin, yeah, he's a clown. He does a uh, Albert Einstein's son 
character. Okay. So he's going to be towards the front oh with my the flag. Wow. Rallying the audience. Question. Yes. Question for you yeah. guys. Okay. This is one of the weirdest things that has happened to me in the city of New York. And I want to know if it's happened to you. Or perhaps maybe this person that I'm about to describe is your friend. So one time I was eating pizza with my friend Ashley on Ninth Avenue. And this guy in a white van is stopped at the stoplight and making like direct eye contact with us. He looks exactly like Albert Einstein. He is dressed exactly like Albert Einstein. He does the face with the tongue out. And we're like, oh my God. And then you get like on his van is a picture of Albert Einstein with the tongue out. So you gather from all this information, you can infer that in fact, this man this is probably how he makes his living being an Albert Einstein lookalike. But he looked like, I mean, exact, exact. And this is this was a real man driving a, a real van yes. down Ninth Avenue. And on the van, it says E equals MC squared. And I was like, wow, that guy is, is he's really cashing in on, you know, what God gave him, I suppose, because he looks just like the man have you seen this man i've never I seen never it seen but him. i know this world because when i was doing my melania trump impression i was like how do i monetize this thing so i found that there are agents for lookalikes and there's like i know like a brad hit impersonator a snoop and it's just these people who were born yeah randomly looking like I mean exactly exactly like him the hair everything I was like oh like it shook I I remember it in such vivid detail it shook you it shook me deeply but I if you feel comfortable no pressure doing this on the airwaves can we have a little sample of your Melania impression oh you everywhere she go people ask me to work and I don't want to work I didn't sign up for this to do any jobs. And by the way, you're going to say, oh, Melania, you're going to be so happy to. I have to go on to TV show and say, I want to be in White House again. Be first lady. It is my greatest nightmare. Mm. And you all better get to it. Okay, Biden, slow start. Slower to be president. Slower to respond. But you need to get to it. Because if I go in that White House of garbage, I swear, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw him down the stairs, okay? So you guys don't sleep in the same bedroom, I, I gather. Things are a little tense, perhaps. Well, why would I ever sleep in the same bedroom with a person who pays in my thing? I don't yeah, I don't understand why would I either. I, 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 Melania, I have, uh, I have great respect for you, and I want to know what, what, what are the things that you had to endure being in the White House? Yeah. <sighs> they say you have to... It's all of the engagements. I have to go and smile for so many photos. That does sound like a lot. First of all, it's not acceptable because smile bring wrinkles. So this is bringing bodily harm to me uh, yeah, to yeah. do this job. That sounds tough. It was awful. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Be best. Yes. Hooray! Thank wow. you. I want. I you, really wanted to hear it. Are you? It was. I. I thought it was. I mean, I yeah. don't know Melania that well, but it sounded pretty sharp to me. Are you a natural impressionist? No. Oh. I was so nervous to do this at first because I was just doing original characters, and then 
I, I was embarrassed. I had someone help me with the script and I just started, I just did a few things shyly and he's like, oh, it's fine. And I was like, oh, in fact, I think I'm too good. Mm. I think I'm too good because then people aren't sure where to play. Like, oh, it's because it's funny, but you have to listen. So a lot of the Trumpers, I don't get a lot of hate online for her because the Trumpers don't get the joke. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're so like, just, wow, you seem so much like her. Yeah. And they don't get the deep irony of what mm. I'm saying. And they think, oh, maybe you're being having fun with her being a gold digger. Cute, cute, cute. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting world on that side. I also, I, I'm like very, I'm very um, handicapped in that way because I really know so little about politics. I'm so politically ignorant, probably willfully so. I really, I really. Oh, just like my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zing. Zing. <laughs> um, and so uh, I want to say uh, I met you, Lauren. Uh, you were in a culminating show after a big intensive with I tour. What's the I tour? Basuri. I tour Basuri, who is a great. Uh, I believe he's Italian. Is he Italian? Spanish. The Span- he's a Spaniard. A, a great Spanish clown. Spaniard clown. Master teacher, clown. Guru. Uh, one fourth of the great spy monkey. Uh, Expert clown. Yeah, comedy comedy troupe. Um, and uh, yeah, and I saw your class show. That show was a big epic show. So it many was. great bits in that show. So many good bits. Um, and so... Tell us, we've had a lot of clowns on the show lately. We yeah, we have had some some clowns, what, some good clowns. We've talked about how it's the great clown takeover of New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. What is your how how do you get how do you find your way into the clown world? What's your interest in it as a stand up? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, that, I mean, it's always evolving too, depending depending. But I think well, how I started was during the pandemic. I remembered a suggestion of someone who I was working on some character bits with. She was like, I think you'd like clown. There's this guy who teaches at Ed Malone. So then I started oh, taking Ed, Malone. Ed yeah. Malone's online clown class wow. during the pandemic. An online clown class. It was yeah. just chaos. Nose yeah. or no nose. This guy is not a nose guy. Ed Malone is not a nose guy. Ed Malone is a damn pirate of clowns. Yes, he is a pirate. When I, yeah, I've only met him one time. Very sweet man, but I yeah. think he's what is he Scottish or Irish? Irish. Or, yeah, he's yeah. he's a pirate. How he's, how was the online? It was Zoom crazy. Clown class. I had no idea what was happening at yeah. all times. I just had no idea what clown was. I was just going in there, jumping around like an idiot. But I started to discover like good bits in it, and I was like, oh, there's something in here. And I would just workshop bits, and like most of it, ninety eight percent of what I would come up with was garbage. But then the two percent was something I would never come up with. Five was just like writing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then I went to Gallier, um in France to do the clown thing again. If you're thinking of going to Gallier, do not do clown first. Go to Le Jeu because that is actually I did that. This, I went back because I was like, there's something else here for me because I kept getting back. Okay, talk talk about Le Jeu. What- that's like the, called the game, and that's basically like the master work of. Gallier. That is how it all works. That's how the foundational principles of clown, according to Gallier, is le jeu. It's the game. And it's one of the most profound 
performance theories I've ever encountered. Okay, and, try to try to talk a little bit about what that means yeah. to you, Legit. To me, and like I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, not, let's just be clear. Yeah. Uh, this is how I understand it. It's like there's a game going on when you're on stage between you and the audience, and you and the other performers, and you have to keep both going separate at all games. Times. Okay. Sometimes they're the same, and you have to keep it going at all times and be aware of everything that happens. Can't drop one of those plates. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But so so that so and those are two separate things that he runs. Is his clown teaching and the leisure, and both of them are about clown, but they're not necessarily the same class. Yeah, I think it's like the because the clown is very specific to clown and leisure. It's just like a different take on it. Someone was like, the teacher there was saying. That leisure is like the the foundation, and then everything else is a jacket you put on. Like they teach a vaudeville class, that's a jacket, clown jacket, put the buffon. Mic a little bit yeah. closer to you, buffon yeah. jacket. Yeah. So it's always like a different, different like layer you're putting on top of the clown. Buffon. Sorry, on leisure. Yes. Okay, buffon's like for those that are just hearing about clown on this show. Buffon's like a type of clown that's more satirical, and that's yeah. more about. Uh, poking fun at the audience in a very ruthless way. Uh, the Buffon represent the the people who are outcast from the community, yeah. and they every year, once a year, they get to come back into the community. And these are like people who are deformed and just strange and weird. Yeah. And they get to come back and sort of make fun of the community who's cast them out. So that's uh, another form of clown. That if I'm honest, people are very very attracted to Buffon these days. And I was trained by a guy who's, who does mostly Buffon. His name is Eric Davis. Um, but I stay away from Buffon as much as possible. Really? Yeah, because I feel like it's a way to get around being vulnerable. I think people just like the nastiness of it. And then I like to, I'm making fun mm. of other people. But like, it comes from the clown. And you still have to be soft and open and gentle. But like, I feel like it's a way around that. Like, no, I'm just going to make fun of things. You know? I don't know much at all about clown. So, the, you know, this is all new information mm -hmm. to me. But I, I went to acting school and we did like a, a week, you know, on uh, our voice teacher. Um, shout out to you, Ilsa Pfeiffer. Ilsa <laughs> Pfeiffer. Shout, shout out, out to Ilsa. Ilsa. Um, made us do like a week of clown and uh, wanted everyone to wear the nose. I think I did wear the nose. I did not. I, it was like the most, it was like the hardest I failed in school. And I failed hard a lot. Um, but it was like the hardest I failed in school. And like I hated doing it. And, and I felt like horrible about like what I brought to the table, you know? And um, there was this one girl in my class who like nailed it and it was so amazing because everything that she was saying was so just like honest and true about her life as an mm. international student and like having trouble like understanding what people are saying and and whatever I was doing was like really performative and like not true to you know what's really going on with me and I think that's why I failed so hard but um yeah it was it was so tough for me I just like I don't know like I I found it terrifying yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, I want to ask you just to be real. Yes. Okay. I'm just we're we're in class, and I I just want to know where 
I just want to know if you've done the homework, if you studied, because you got a really low grade on this test. I just want you to be real and honest. I don't want you to put on some sort of show. Just be real. Hey, be real. It it was... <clears throat> I hate history. Oh. I hate history. That hurts my feelings as your history teacher. I think it's garbage. Oh. I think anyone who would even subsume their whole life to study history, like I question their personhood. Can you just pause for a second? As the TA in this class, I just um, want to make sure I write down that's everything that's really happening hurt. in this conversation so I know how to deal in the future if something like this comes up. I wish you didn't record. Oh, I'm sorry. 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 Really I'm pre- pretend I'm not here. I'm just well, you, want, you say you want me to be honest. I'm being honest. That's not. I'll have to be. I'll have to be honest now, Elizabeth. I think I preferred it when you weren't being real, because that. Great. I didn't study, and I didn't feel it. I didn't get a chance to study, and that's why I did not do well. The study, that's better. The study of history is the study of who we are as a people, where we've come that's from, good. who we've been. How about who we are? About who we are right now in this moment. Well, that's the it's present. I don't teach present. I teach point. history. That we're not. Da, this isn't. This. So I'm sorry. I, am I speaking out aloud? I'm. I thought I was just keeping notes to myself. I not sorry. only is Elizabeth okay. making me, me feel Don't bad about me. my my profession, you're also taking very. It seems very pointed notes. I just. I'm trying. I. You know. How would I if bit. I. We're the lead teacher in this class. I don't know how I would handle the situation. I'm trying. I'm just trying to learn. Okay, ignore me. Sorry. 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 I. Sorry. I just. You're making me feel bad about teaching teaching history. She's totally going to keep put this in her thesis. This is the problem with history: is people are trying to like revise based on like you're going to integrate this into like your study of Julius Caesar and and the backstabbing. I mean, maybe blah, I don't blah, even blah. know what I'm going to write my thesis on yet. This is all really overwhelming. I don't think you're being sincere. To you. And oh. you're, you're taking <laughs> oh, no. you're taking notes about this as you're crying. Oh no, it's all it's all falling apart. <laughs> is there a mirror in your hand? See, <laughs> 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 good, good, good. Um, it's a little bit how it how it felt. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, and then get this. Okay, okay shout out to you again, Elsa Pfeiffer, and Ilsa. then after this clown unit that some people. Most everyone hated, but like a couple of people really excelled. You know, she asked us like what we learned. What did you learn about this like very intense week that we spent doing clown? And I was just like, I don't want to talk about it. Don't (laughs) ask me. But I said, I mean, I didn't say that, but that's how I was feeling inside. I think I said, because I didn't want to do it, like all of it, I didn't want to do it. And I just said, I guess I learned something about like, how do I do something when I don't want to do it? Like when I don't want to do the exercise, which is very true to how I felt in that moment. But she, you know, she was right in in making us go through this week of clown. And um, even now it's like the sting of that failure because I... I realized why I failed, and I think that's uh, an important lesson for yeah. me to learn. Ilsa, Ilsa Pfeiffer, does she does she does some sort of breath work thing, right? She is a Fitzmorris. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Fitzmorris voice work. <laughs> She's right. a, a Fitzmorris, uh, Fitzmorris teacher. Um, uh, 
at HP Studio. Maybe she teaches other places as well. Anyway, she's a lovely... Yeah, she, I, I took a class with her. She she's was, a great teacher. Yeah, she, she wasn't a fan of me, but that's all good. I'm I was, sure that's yeah. not true. Yeah, I don't know. I bombed in her class. She just found me a lot, so it's fine. What, yeah. uh, what do you think is the biggest thing you're learning so far from your clown yeah. study? And, talk about leisure. And also, what what does clown mean to you? I know we like to ask that mm-hmm. question. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. What yeah, do you yeah. think clown is? So maybe you can make this a, like a combo. Right. Well, somebody, nobody knows. Somebody get the answer. Yeah. Nobody knows. So that's a, that's what Itor started his whole two weeks. He's like, uh, what is clown? Nobody knows. So I can't I can't answer that. I don't know. Be vulnerable. The thing is, for me, it this is what it forces me to do. And maybe that helped people understand what that means what it is I, I it forces me to be more vulnerable on stage and to bring lightness into what i'm doing and i'm still like so far off i've gotten and calmer on stage mm. um, that's major yeah because yeah. i'm not not afraid anymore wow wow i would love thing. to get there i i'm not there. i mean i can get afraid <laughs> i mean i can get afraid but i'm so much less afraid i want to yeah. say i'm less afraid and you're always like a little bit afraid you, do you think that clown gave that to you yes 100 wow, percent. Like, amazing i had a producer come up to me and he's like every time you do this clown thing you come back better like wow. way better wow yeah so it just makes me better and i feel like and i would like to integrate more clown bits we were talking about like ways to do that when i'm hosting doing like little clown bits in stuff and into stand up. I already like I'm a misfit. I do this touring show called Misfit Variety Show. It's like a bigger production. We do it somewhere. We did a Parkside Lounge in New York a few times. Um, and I would I do some clown bits in that. So I just would like to continue like honing so those get better. And yeah, maybe try to integrate it into other stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's wonderful. I we were talking about before. I want to talk about this quickly. We were talking about before how separate all the all the comedy disciplines are. Sketch yeah, it's so and, dumb. Sketch and improv people maybe kind of hang out together. Even they don't really hang out and forget about it. Like improv and stand ups and right. clown and anybody else. Like clowns don't even consider themselves comedians. Yeah, you know. So really, oh yeah, they don't even hang out at, around comedy at all. So it's re- everyone's really separate but everyone it's from my point of view first of all everyone's not that different yeah a hundred percent and everybody needs each other everybody can learn something yeah that's what i love about you having the show and you know having all these guests from all kinds of you know different artistic disciplines and different parts of comedy you know it's i think it's awesome yeah Yeah. it's dumb it's all this division is dumb and like that's why i don't like so my plan is to just continue getting better at clown and integrating that into what i'm doing in stand-up so i don't need to go and be like can i do because i know how to integrate it and flow in and out of it that's like kind of the the far-reaching goal it's Mm. sort of to integrate so it's not like i have to do anything different than i'm doing i can just keep doing it and then if someone wants to book me for like a full out clown show, fine, cool. I'll like just do that. But otherwise, I just want to get up and do my thing. Nice. Yeah, I love that and I respect that. I think that's what I've always respected about one of the things I respected about stand ups is that they're so they're self starters and they just they're intrepid and they're much like Ed Malone, they're pirates. They just go out and just go, This is my space now, I'm gonna do this. I, we were talking a lot about how you've been building your 
audience because you know you a lot of times have sold out packed shows i, I, I really am uh, yeah that's to amazing one of your shows talk to me about your ethic around building an audience cultivating your audience you i feel like you had some great theories and ideas about that yeah, yeah. do you have any tips for uh well i mean i don't i don't have a, like as a caveat i don't have like this huge audience that can like fill with one with one post a whole show so that i'm not there mm -hmm. um so i have a very organic audience a very like one-to-one kind of like word-of-mouth type type of production but it's i mean i take it really seriously like who i'm i know i have people i am speaking to and i think a lot about how i can help them through mm. what i'm doing and what kind of content would be of use to them so i'm not really concerned with other comedians like because they're not my audience mm. that i mean they're my I like spend some time every day like looking at what my I call it my cheer squad like people I want to see what they're doing mm. but I don't um I don't think that that's not your audience audience you want the people who are going to come to your show in like Illinois mm. so so yeah so then and how do you find that so you just have to cr create your message around like what who you speak to you you were saying that after a show You'll talk to every single person. Yeah. And. Well, before the show, I welcome every single person who comes through the doors at any show I ever produce. Uh, I, so I say hello. I shake their hand. I introduce them to other people. I remember their name. You know, just I'm always like trying to create community and people being able to talk to each other. And then after the show, I'll put on my voice note, like I say, like every other show. And I'll go up to people and be like, how would you describe the show to a friend? And then I use those words in my marketing. I transcribe it every show. After every show, I have a list of all the quotes. It's really smart. And then I use, because th that, that's literally telling you, like the work that you're creating, what do people see and why are they there? Yeah. Um, I, okay, I'm going to ask yeah. you, this is uh, my restaurant. The both of you came in together. Why did you come here? Oh gosh. Tell tell me I'm Oof. the chef. Tell what me why question. you came here. Why did you come here? There was a sushi roll sign. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Front. Oh, we wanted sushi. Restaurant. I am a Japanese sushi chef. We wanted sushi so bad. All right, but why did you come here? Because we did were you hungry and mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. walked past. And the sign was right out there in it's in front of the restaurant. Sushi. Yeah. My sushi God, and the both of you that's not and there enough. was a, a picture uh-huh of the sushi roll I took it myself me and my son to the description that and that also was really helpful you know it really helped us imagine yeah. like what what sushi roll we're going to find when we go into this restaurant it was very clear like yeah sushi restaurant. we've got it you all know. right cool yeah didn't look too fancy so we're like we can yeah 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 afford it. Yeah, I understand all that. All okay, you saw a and great it picture. was delicious. The food was delicious. It turned out to be delicious. We came in with no. I'm. Just, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but for myself, no expectations. You know, mm -hmm. hoping, uh, expecting a sushi roll. Okay, but but not having any expectations about quality of this sushi roll. And I mean, I just 
it was satisfying and delightful and uh, delicious. So All right, that's my compliments fine. to you. That was the first time you came here. You've been yeah. I've been watching you too. You've been here over the last year and a half. You've well, both been here seven times. Yeah. Why did you come here? Because whenever it's like. You're right near the station, and yeah, we walk yeah. past, and we're like, sushi sign. It's a sign, dude. It's the, the sign, the the convenience, and the taste, you know? I mean, obviously, you're doing something right, and it all starts with that sign. I'm concerned about you. You seem really insecure about yeah. your sign. Yeah. You, why? You I, mean, yeah. I mean, why don't you feel good about yourself, you I, know? I What's just, going on? You both are very nice. And I appreciate your patronage, and I don't want to alienate you. I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to push you away with my intensity. But I'm very serious about my business. And so far, I've been asking you one simple question. You know, you've told me about the sign. You told me about the photo. You uh-huh. told me about the description mm-hmm. and the me, sign. You told the me the sign. Oh wait, you said that. Okay. You yeah, told yeah, me yeah. about the the actual sushi, how it was tasty. Yeah, that's wonderful, and the convenience that it's right yeah. next to. The station. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. well and good, but the thing that I'm not getting is a simple answer to my question: Why did you come here? I I am doing my best to tell you. We basically uh, told you you're as so clearly frustrated. as possible. I'm sorry, you're so that my answer is not specific enough for Where you. Where are your customers? We came here for seven yeah. seven times. Seven times in one and a half years. That sign brought us in seven times. Yeah, it's it's. It's good enough. It's it's beyond good enough. It's great. I really this is my mistake. And this the sushi here is great. I mean, it's not like your restaurant is the is not so bad that we would not come back. It fulfills a need, you know? Clear clear marketing. It's utilitarian. Utilitarian. Yeah. yeah. That one. This is the thing I want you if you ever open a restaurant, is that what I want you to understand that your customers are not perfect. Your customers are just people. They're just your people, just people like you, too. who are just want to enjoy sushi. You can't tell me why you've come in here. You have no idea for for sushi. <laughs> Scene. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Um. Uh. All right. Okay. We gotta. We got five. Damn. I want to continue this uh conversation about about the the marketing stuff what's the last thought about about building your audience that you um well i think i think the thing is like you can um you're you're not going to be all things to all people so you just got to like really dial down on what you're giving off something so you just got to ask people like why did you like that video or like what about this spoke to you or why did you follow me like talk to the people that are following you um and you just gotta like I just see a lot of like people follow like comedians just like masturbating each other. Like, mm. like it's good to support each other, but remember, like you gotta, you are an entity and you are going to get fans and you have to treat them like gold. They are gold. And you need to, when you, you have to cultivate relationships with them and you need to like care. They have mm-hmm. to know you care mm. about them and like what they're going through. And that's like, people will ask me like, Hey, what did you mean on this thing? And we'll have like a long dialogue about it. Because I do care what they think. They've been supporting me. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, I've heard this advice before, and it's such sound advice, but I don't think before you said I could really understand the, 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 the import of it and the extent of it. And I think that's really, really fascinating and important, especially for actors and especially for comedians. It's so hard. And, and for me, I make music. You make music. 
and and it is like very hard to like conceptualize how do i uh connect to and thank the people how do i even identify and cultivate the relationship between myself and the people who support me i i i have you just have to uh, yeah i think it's like talk to them i suppose and ask questions right? yeah Yeah. exactly exactly and so you see who's coming and then you see um so you set some time every day you put out content on a regular basis and people kind of get a sense of what you're doing and then you see who's commenting and then you go see what they're doing and then you see you go see who's commenting on their stuff and you get to see circles of community and like oh because people usually similar people usually follow similar people and then you just kind of get to know other people that way. I've got, I mean, depending on someone who, like, find someone that who has a similar audience to you and go into their comment thread, see who's commenting, and go to their profile and, like, see what they're up to. Give them a comment, you know, a real genuine comment. And I've gotten some great fans. I don't say gotten. I said I'm going to be able to connect with people that way who are, we consider fans and friends. Yeah. Whew. I mean, I, all of this is so sound and so practical mm-hmm. and i don't know why it's so um it's so difficult i think one of the things is i mean i guess there there are people that i consider myself fans of but like everything that i am a fan of i also do it and i think i started right away probably comedy i was a, probably a fan of long before i got into it when well, i started doing comedy when i was 16 but like music the moment i got into it i started doing it so it's hard for me to think about. Maybe there's some element of like, I don't know, maybe, you know, unconscious, like not wanting to talk about yourself or, you know, maybe it's that kind of thing. And I don't know. I really love what you're talking about, Lauren. You're just like, this is my work. Like I have full ownership over yeah. it and I want to know like what resonates with you and you know, but it, yeah. it can be hard to talk about yourself as an artist, you know, but it's it's something that you must do. I must get better at. You must yeah. do. You must get better because yeah, when you yeah. don't market, you're stealing. Because Steal, yeah, talk about are, that. Because when there are people who need your message and if you're not out there trying to connect with them, thinking of ways that don't kill you, you know, you know, you have to like have your own artistic practice and have it in your flow. You have to go out there and reach those people because they need you and they need your art. Wow. Um, tell us what are the yes. shows that you're doing really yeah, what's coming up? Go, go to Lauren Logie, L-O-G-I dot com and you can get all of that there. Um, I have the Misfit Variety shows go, about to go have a little mini tour. We'll be in Boca Raton in, in March in and then Boca April. Raton. Yeah, Boca right. Raton. Shout out to Boca Raton. Yeah, shout out. So yeah, and then and then um we'll be at Lunella back in we have a show next week and then we're in there in March. And every month after that, so come hang out. All right. Nice. What do you got coming up, Aston? Um, I don't quite not not a lot, but I'm gonna create more opportunities for myself. And you can find me online at, at Aston Hollins. Where can we find you, Ralph? Um, you can find me. I got some new music out. I put out hey. a uh, I put out a Drake and Most Deaf diss, and you can find that on my website. I got some other new music out preciousgorgeous.com and you can also find everything about this podcast here and uh that's it we love you all right good night brooklyn bye queens is better